with the last minute check of the reception area, getting ready for the first network television wedding since Tiny Tim and Miss Vicky back in 1969 are the nervous groom and his best man, Uncle Elmer and Hillbilly Jim. Hillbilly, are all the plans in order for tonight? Oh, we hope so, because Uncle Elmer's got a big night ahead of him. First, he's going to wrestle, then he's going to get married, and afterwards, we're going to have a big down-home reception. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of fun. Uncle Albert, you a little bit nervous right now? Gene, I'm a man on a mission of love, I tell you. <laughs> what, what, what is this? Hey. In grazing again, Uncle Albert, mission of love. If you were on a mission, you would be the launching pad, brother. Take a look at this guy. You think she's getting any kind of bars and basement here? Look at this fella. I'm very curious. I don't understand your attitude, Roddy Piper, for the big wedding tonight for Uncle Elmer. Think of it this way. If Uncle Elmer gets married, possibly in another 12 years, there may be five more Uncle Elmers in America. Who the hell needs that? Welcome to the Wrestling Owl Show. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. My name is Joey. My name is Chris. All right, Chris, it's time for another Saturday Night's Main Event episode. Yay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, as a big fan of it early on, because yeah. the Saturday Night's Main Event was happening when I came in as a fan. Right. But I will say, when I came in as a fan, it was 1988, I've never seen any of these early main events top to bottom. Oh, really? So... I was excited going into this uh, Saturday Night's Main Event rabbit hole, but right. we're two down at this point, and I'm not gonna say I'm regretting it, <laughs> but no. but they're but they're pretty rough so far. They're yeah, they're interesting. It's like they're trying to get their feet. They're trying to figure out how to put on a wrestling and entertainment show, like put it all together. Yeah. So sometimes it kind of works, and a lot of times it hasn't worked as much so far, but. On this episode, we, like, watching on the network, the uh, thumbnail for it was a woman in a wedding dress. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. we get to look forward to a wedding. Ah, uh, yeah. And then, what, before that, it was not a uh, time-honored tradition in pro wrestling. This was yeah. the first ever pro wrestling wedding, at least on a national basis. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if they ever had any before that, but they were obviously really touting this thing because of the fact that it was... The second only television wedding ever. Yeah. And I don't know the background on this wedding, whether it was legit or not, because the lady in question that Uncle Elmer is wedding, mm-hmm. or getting married to... Their wedding is so, okay. still correct, yeah. Yes. Joyce was her name, by the Joyce. way. Joyce. Uh, not a talent for the company. Yeah. So it almost makes it seem like this is a real thing. It seems like they're actually a couple, yeah, because she wasn't part of the story, it looked like, at all. Yeah, and they got supposedly a real judge to be there, and you could have gotten anybody. You could have got, you know, well, Slick wasn't there yet, but you know what right. I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Jesse Ventura could have been presiding over this thing. Right. Uh, but, no, it's it might have been a real wedding. I, I Sadly, I, I don't know. I need to look it up at some point and get that paid off for me. Yeah. But that all being said, 
we have wrestling to talk about. I'm I'm yeah. gonna start turning into Piper or Jesse. Like this has no place in a wrestling show. <laughs> yeah, but this is, main event took place on October fifth. Well, it actually aired October fifth, nineteen eighty five. Yeah, I should say. Yeah, all Saturday's main events were pre taped. Yeah, so um, which is obvious when you watch them. Mm-hmm. But uh, the first matchup, we go to the ring and Nikolai Volkov is there and he asks for silence for the Russian national anthem. It is a WWF title match. Nikolai Volkov with Classy Freddy Blassie. Versus the champ, Hulk Hogan. Yes, with American flag in tow. Sure. I noticed during the match that they actually had live people holding the flags in the respective corners. So. Right, there was nothing like to set them on. It was actually, you had to have two crew members, that was their job for this match, was to hold a flag. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, and all the professionalism and preparedness that this company does have, they didn't, didn't go out and buy, you know, two metal, like, holders yeah, they could easily just, have yeah. under the ring at any time for their disposal. You, you know, Vince could have been like, "Hey, like you, like one guy, go to the hardware store and get yeah. two little pieces of pipe and a stand, yeah. and for like here's ten bucks. Yeah, come back and we'll not have to use up two of our crew members for that specific duty. Yeah, totally. I don't know if we're still in that whole union thing, athletic commission bit, but uh, right. maybe that's maybe that was the case. Maybe like, so. we're just gonna have them hold a flag so they don't bother us, right? <laughs> But, yeah, that's what I took out of this match, other than right. the uh, absolute, you know, xenophobic nature of the 80s. And yeah. it kind of still goes on today, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, not quite as much, uh, usually, at this point. Well, everybody's kind of in on the joke now. But, yeah. But back then, they so weren't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, yeah, it was a fine match for yeah. a Hogan match, you know? Yeah, it seems like this is really... And from what my other memory of the late 80s shows are... Saturday Night's main event is where Hogan really shines. Uh, even, uh, it seems like this point more so than on a pay-per-view because yeah. uh, he seems to be having some of the more entertaining matches on these things. Yeah. But like, and I, I have a memory of some of these other ones, so once we get to his late 80s feuds, like with Bad News Brown and Big Boss Man, right. uh, it'll be interesting to see how those hold up. But yeah, yeah I did like the match too. Uh, and Volkov, you know. Great worker. Always fun to me. He's entertaining. He's, yeah. he's a, one of the great bad guys of all time. And yeah. So, yeah. It, and that's about what I expected, but at the same time, I, I didn't hate it. And I, I've got a lot of... Uh, there's always a lot going against a Hogan match for me, so, at this point in my life. So. Yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, yeah. It was fine. Uh, Volkov, like, attacked him before the bell even started, and there were a couple shifts, like, Hogan came back. Yeah. Then went back to Volkov when he, used, like, ran Hogan into the post, but... I mean, it's Hogan, so you kind of know how this is going to yeah. go. Like, yeah. Without saying who won, I think you already know. Yeah. Yeah, so moves of doom might have been uh, put forward and yeah. things might have happened. And, uh, yeah, just the the other thing, uh, it seems, you know, as time has gone on and as, uh, you know, just the educational value of yourself as you move on in your life and you kind of go... <laughs> Jesse makes sense on this one in the booth. Like, I probably yeah. would have been really mad at him at the time, but uh, right. he's saying some things, and I'm like, yeah, you know, he's actually kind of spot on there. Yeah, it's a couple, like, right away, yeah. First off, he was already railing against the wedding. Like, sure, weddings have no place in wrestling, and I'm I'm totally on board with that. But also with the, this, he's like, well, it's a free country. If if Volkov wants to carry around the flag, he's free to do that. Yeah. And Hogan's like, no, I'll never see that, and... He disrespects the flag, and I understand the times. But, yeah, and he's yeah. playing a character. Yeah, but in the in the kind of shoot mode, if you will, it's yeah. like Jesse's like, 
Well, yeah, I believe he does have that right because right. I actually served. So I right. kind of get to make that call yeah. more so than the guy who didn't. Yeah. But I, that that's kind of where my mind went. But yeah. it, it was, yeah, there's a lot of layers to it. But sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're adding layers that aren't there. Sure. Well, I got to make these shows as entertaining as possible right. for me because <laughs> sometimes they need that help. Right. Um, speaking of needing the help, the next matchup was Gentleman Jerry Valiant versus the bridegroom later on in the show, uh, Uncle Elmer with Hillbilly Jim and Cousin Junior. Yes. I didn't have a big memory of Cousin Junior, but uh, I thought he looked like Matt Bourne for a second, so yeah. I had to look him up. It's not Matt Bourne, yeah. but you could see where I could make that looks mistake. looks like a kind of young cousin of Matt Bourne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but... <laughs> Uh, let's just go ahead and spoil this one because nah. if you're cherry picking out of this show, first of all, I don't know if we can even find a good cherry pick for you. Nah. Well, slight spoiler there, but it's uh, supposedly the shortest match in the history of the company at that point. Uh, they said six seconds. It was about eight ish. But it was closer to eight. Yeah. Uh, it definitely beat Bundy SD Jones, which was a legit 17, even though they said nine. Right. <laughs> you have to be counting in like slow Mississippis for it to be eight right. or nine. But yeah, body slam, Elmer pins him, and Valiant like gets right up like what? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, although uh, yeah, both uh, Valiants on the show, which is very rare for a post WrestleMania WWE show, you get both Jerry and Jimmy Valiant on the yeah. same show. I thought that was pretty cool. But by the time he even registered that it was Jerry Valiant, he had already been beat. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. He's got stuff to get ready for, so he yeah. didn't he didn't want to get too sweaty before his wedding, I guess. But he still did. Yeah, he still did. Yeah, he <laughs> just was, walking out to the yeah. ring, walking back. You got to get yeah. to that little corridor where they have Gene standing. Right. I I really, of course, prefer the later on main events where they have a pre tape room and and Gene's always in there. Yeah, like the whole like side thing. It, it, it's just it weird. Looks, it looks old and it, just but like, it's, yeah. it's just weird because well, I'll talk about it on the next one more. But like, yeah, there's yeah. certain things like when you're addressing someone and they're behind you in the ring. That's really yeah. weird. Like it yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's like face outward and then the people yeah. can get involved in the crowd. Yeah, right? anyway, yeah. So, yeah. but right. yeah. <laughs> so speaking of the crowd, Arnold Schwarzenegger was in the crowd for yeah. the show. Obviously, it almost seemed like it was live at that point because there yeah. was no graphic, right? And they didn't really even have a great shot of him. Like it was they, just like a yeah, because he was he wasn't even like at ringside. I mean, he was on the floor, but it was like ducking out almost. Yeah, <laughs> and it was kind of like a, a angle, like from the side of his head, from above. Like, oh hey, look, there's Schwarzenegger. We didn't yeah. know he was here. That kind yeah. of thing. Never knew that happened because even when they were talking about you know when they did the Hall of Fame thing for him, they never showed footage from all the way back then. Right. So that yeah, that and, uh, that popped me a little bit. Yeah. So. And then in between the the or before the next match, uh, Ventura had his little talk show thing, the Body Shop. Yeah, the Body <laughs> Shop, <laughs> Great. with the uh, Heenan in there, and he was basically just he was talking about uh, he put out a bounty on uh, Paul Orndorff. Yeah, fifty thousand yeah. dollars, which actually is more money than the Slam Challenge was. Yeah. But I guess in that sense, that makes sense, you know, adjusted for the importance of body slamming a guy versus ending somebody's career. I think fifteen thousand versus fifty thousand right. is a pretty comparable yeah. price tag. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah why not? Why so. not? 
bounties, yeah. bounties were big back in the day, right. man. Like, <laughs> you never hear about a bounty anymore because it right. sounds so dark. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so. Although, you know, there was, like, a football team that, like, put bounties on people. You figured they'd have, like, it, they would have popped back up in wrestling around that time. But yeah. Yeah, I knows? guess it was, yeah, I guess, like you said, it was too dark. Which is also, that's dark in itself as yeah. well. It's, I mean, it's not killing somebody, but you're killing their career, like, legitimately. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we're putting them out for a while, at least. Anyway. Hey. But that leads right into the next match. Uh, Mr. Angry Paul Orndorff versus Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> yes. I've gone on record many times, maybe even on the show a few times, but definitely just watching these shows with Chris and said, I firmly believe in my heart of hearts that Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff is the worst babyface yeah. in the history of WWE. Worse than Lex Luger, because I said at least Luger seemed like he tried a little bit. Yeah. He smiled a little bit. Well, because he looks like he doesn't really understand what a babyface is, and so he just acts angry all the time. Yeah. And it, it looks like he's fake angry. Like yeah. a lot of the time, because sure. he's just not a really good actor, I don't think. Yeah, it's like he's a he's a beach bum from yeah. Florida. What, yeah. How angry can you be? Yeah, it just doesn't look right on his face, really. <laughs> yes. And so, like, he's there's a he does a little interview segment right before it, and he's yelling at the at the screen, and then he comes to the ring, and he's still yelling as he's walking to the ring. He's always angry. He's got like crazy Muppet, like he's like angry Muppet face, right? Or maybe even like one of those guys who gets really pissed off on Crank Yankers or something. Right. Like that's <laughs> yeah. the face yeah. that Paul Orndorff is making at all times, right? Yeah, and Piper uh, like jokes around and kind of smirks a little yeah. bit. Like he looks more like a baby face in this yeah. match. Besides that tremendous thumb to the eye that he can always pull out of nowhere, right? Which kind of saved the match for me. <laughs> like, yeah. At least I laughed. Yeah. Because Orndorff's doing, like, because it's an angry fight. It's yeah. not real, it's not pretty. Yeah. They're just kind of rolling around the ring at times. Yeah. And it, it took about four four minutes for a suplex to show yeah. up, so. And Orndorff is, like, hitting all these big things on Piper, and then Piper just stands there and thumb to the Bonk. eye. Yeah. <laughs> so, that was, that was pretty good. But, uh, yeah, the match was, I mean, for an angry fight, it was... Yeah. Okay, I guess. Yeah, it's it's definitely not a catch as catch can classic and definitely just a brawl. Yeah. Hard to really recommend at yeah, the same time. I don't think I probably wouldn't. Only if you're a completist on any of those guys, yeah. and I would think hopefully you'd be a Piper completist before right. a Orndorf completist. But Piper completists should really pay attention to future shows, which we'll right. discuss later. Yeah. <laughs> but the so yeah, like after the match it's one of those where they end up fighting after the match too and it go ends up going all the way to the back. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... Those yeah. locks were sturdy back in the day. Right? <laughs> you just, like, old craftsmanship. up against the door, yeah. yeah. Good old craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. Nothing beats it. <laughs> and then next up, right in the middle of the show, is the wedding. Uncle oh, Elmer of course. weds Which, his beloved Joyce, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Which is so television. Like, they, they do wait till the middle of the show, which is roughly going to be about at the top of the 11 hour, at least central time. Yeah. So, were these two hours? Yeah, these. Well, these are ninety-minute shows. Oh, okay, ninety minutes. That's what I was thinking because like, yeah. on the network, it's only like fifty-three minutes. I think this one was. Yeah, since they were Saturday Night Live replacements, they started at oh, okay. uh, eleven thirty Eastern, ten thirty Central. Yeah, so they go on until midnight, but that was exactly Saturday Night Live block. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So. Yeah, they they knew where they knew that the thing that they were touting they had to put on a top hour. So Maybe that's exactly. why these feel so oddly paced. I yeah. guess. Yeah, for sure. And it's always weird because like you know Hogan, I feel like Hogan just wants to leave early right. <laughs> every time. So he he's always in the first or second match almost every yeah. one of these shows. You'll see it as we go on. Okay. So that and, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, and all the shenanigans and you you could tell like maybe even the wedding. Well, not the wedding, but the uh, the wedding was first and the reception was later. Yeah. But who knows how much later. Right. Know? So, yeah. yeah. 
So. And so, like, Hogan and Andre are there. Uh, Gene is on the uh, organ, the pipe organ, playing. Yeah. Which, every time they... Finger quotes, playing. Yeah, every time they cut to Gene, who can play, right. by the way. He, he can legit play the keyboards. Yeah. Every time they cut to him, his hands didn't match what was being played over right. the PA. Yeah. So, over the PA, once again. Yeah, so. I... I but I, whatever. Finger sync some stuff, too, just to make sure I didn't screw it up. Sure. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, who's gonna yeah. care? Yeah, Albano's out there. Yeah. Uh, anybody else we miss? Uh, no, just the the hillbillies, and yeah. that was that yeah. was it. So. And Piper shows up at one point, of course, yeah, to but, object. Yeah, but it wasn't like a huge deal. It kept going. Like the biggest deal, I think, was someone threw something at uh, the bride. Yeah, and like some like hard, like it yeah. popped popped her in the side of the head and popped up and fell back down on her. Yeah, and I couldn't tell at all what it was. I even rolled it back, yeah, and we still couldn't tell. But crowd reacted really heavily and then yeah. uncle elmer you could tell he was pissed because his eyes kept moving towards wherever that came from yeah but he never really broke character but yeah. at the same time i mean you could tell he was pissed yeah because like i said this might be his legit bride actually right. so yeah. man that blows right yeah. <laughs> shitty fans <laughs> throw garbage at volkov he's used to it you know right. and it's like, like blasted up paper it's yeah like what a paper is no like Blassie talked about how people used to throw batteries and battery right. acid at them yeah back in the day like in the yeah. 50s and or the 20s or whatever yeah. but uh <laughs> sorry i'm kidding Blassie. <laughs> even in death I'm, I'm scared of him right. but uh yeah they do that we move on and then they uh, are gonna tease the reception for the end of the show like yes. stay tuned for that right you don't want to miss this <laughs> exactly but let's uh, go ahead and distract you with a little bit of wrestling yeah there's a couple more matches on here next up is a tag match andre the giant and tony atlas with captain lou albano versus king kong bundy and big john stud with bobby heenan as their manager yeah so this is at a point where andre the giant goes through tag partners like spinal tap goes through drummers so right. tony drew it this time because yeah. every one of his partners always gets like beat up tremendously by Bundy and Stud, which leaves Andre to get double teamed. It's a tried and true formula that they did for a couple of years. Yeah. But you know, not for nothing. But if I'm picking a partner, uh, and I have a choice between SD Jones and Tony Atlas, yeah, I, th- I think I'll probably pick Tony. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At least if I, especially with these big huge dudes. Yeah. You know. And that was what this match was. It was a bunch of big huge dudes like yeah. slowly plotting into each other and like yeah. meat on meat slamming and that's about it. Yeah. And I was talking about how Orndorff didn't really change from being uh, a heel to a baby face. Andre as a baby face wrestles like the heel Andre that I know from the late yeah. 80s. It's what? just <laughs> choking and using the strap to choke the guy. I thought yeah. he like brought that in later to become right. hated because obviously this is the guy that was still getting cheered when he did go bad. Yeah. He got a lot of cheers at Mania Three, right? So I figured that thing came later because I didn't see him do that uh, really that much even in the WrestleMania Three match. No, I don't but, remember it. No, but all of these tag matches with Bundy and Stud, he's just like choking the guys well, for I like guess, twenty seconds at yeah. least. Well, because I guess because it's easy because Bundy has the the thin straps on his uh, singlet. Yeah. So, like, Hogan didn't have any straps on his, so you can't choke <laughs> okay. him. You'd have to find something else to choke him with. Yeah, that's true. So it's there, so he's going to do it. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. But it's just weird. Once again, another guy who doesn't really have a clean-cut moveset. Yeah, it, it, it seemed really weird. <laughs> I mean, not, not that Andre's going to be throwing you a dropkick, yeah. but, you know. Like... And there's one point in the match where Andre is the legal one, and he grabs, I think it was yeah. probably Bundy, 
Yeah. I don't remember one of them. Yeah. And he grabs Tony Atlas by the head, too, and, like, smashes their heads together. Yeah, he, like, like double okay. headlocked him yeah. and then double noggin knockered. Yeah, but... but Atlas didn't sell it because apparently his head is, like, way harder than... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the super headbutt guy. Yeah. You know, so, so that was an offensive move. It wasn't him smashing two guys together. No. It wasn't actually an offensive move. Yeah, it's rare that you see that, but yeah. I, I'm glad I did. So. Right. Yeah. And yeah. then right before the main event of, I guess the main event is, is I don't know, it feels like the main event was the first match, really. Yeah, like but right before the last match of the show, we have a taped segment of Jungle Gene Okerlund with George the Animal Steel at a zoo somewhere yeah. in D- New Detroit Jersey. Detroit Zoo, yeah. Oh, is it Detroit? Yeah. Right. yeah, because of that gag later on. I didn't know if that um, was just a... But a, they did a, mention a that. Pun. Yeah, so... That was also, you know, I laughed a bit, but yeah, it was just a series of puns. Yeah, yeah. So, and we're we're doing this thing to build up Georgie Animal Steel as a babyface. So yeah, I think I honestly think, especially at that time, that actually probably got the job done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it came off very successful. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So if you if you like crazy, wacky, cartoonish outdoor segments from WWE, then don't miss this one. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last match of the night is another tag match. Sleeping Lanny Poffo and Tony Guria versus Brutus the Barber Beefcake and Greg the Hammer Valentine with Johnny Valiant as their manager. Yeah, the Dream Team. Yes. And one of their, probably their first title defense on television mm-hmm. after stealing the titles from the U.S. Express of Wyndham and Rotunda, right. which they do show that footage on there. I like that they show that footage uh, because I never saw that title switch, so that was mm. interesting. And Valentine beat him with the worst elbow drop of his career. Right. Like, like the hammer was like the cleanest elbow drops ever. He measured him. He would like, like, you can't see it on the radio here, but yeah. like I'm I'm doing the yeah. thing where I like do the sledge with the two fists, and he would drop the elbow like that. Sure. But this this one's just like I'm gonna drill it to the side of his shoulder, <laughs> right? And I got a three count out of it. Because Beefcake used like a cheese grater on his face or something. Something, you know? some foreign object. Yeah. You'd think that you could kick out even after all that because you'd be wriggling around in so much pain that you you'd can't be so. penned for three seconds. But... Maybe he was distracted and couldn't hear the cat yeah, or something. Yeah, maybe so. But I could see why I've never seen that before because right. that was a pretty bad finish. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're going to have this match here with a former tag champion in Tony Gurria and an upstart by the name of Leaping Lanny Poffo who is so fun to watch. If you have the network and you want to grab some old primetime episodes if you see Lanny Poffo in there don't hit fast forward because he's really fun to watch especially in the cat and mouse aspect but yeah they didn't really have much for him at least in the wrestling part tonight yeah yeah this match wasn't that great yeah it was basically a squash match and yeah. put over the dream team so yeah. yeah I feel like we can spoil it in that kind of a situation but yeah um you know what and since we are spoiling it even though, you know, Valentine, so known for the figure four, I never saw him in any of these tag teams, even with Hockey Tonk, I don't think, uh, beat another tag wrestler in a tag match with a figure four leg lock. But he oh, did! Yeah. Like, that was so weird. Yeah, he got Tony Gurria in it, and we were like, is this it? And Because <laughs> was like slamming the mat, but yeah. it's not tap at this point yet. Not yet. But... You're like, is that it? And yeah, it was. That was it. Yeah, we're like, it. oh, okay, that's kind of short, but yeah, all right. About two or three minutes, yeah. maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So, there you go. And then after the main event, we go back to the uh, wedding. It's the wedding reception, complete with chickens and pigs and hay and the hillbilly band and. Yep. Yeah. So that happened. And. I'll, I'll spare you watching this yeah. if you really just don't want to see it. But as we talked about. In the first one concerning, hey, 
there and and at least I will say this is an upgrade from the first episode. In the first Saturday Night's Man event, where you see that pie or big cake, big or cake. a big yeah. cake, and you know Mother's someone's going through it. Yeah, it was a Mother's Day cake. Yeah. Even though this is a wedding reception, they made a point almost of keeping the wedding cake off screen right. during the duration of the segment. So at least a second before the person that took the cake dropped into it, right. you didn't really see the cake the whole time. Right. So it was a lot better done segment than uh, Mula with her uh, astronaut suit on. Yes. I was waiting for her to show up again, yeah. but uh, she didn't. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Yeah. But yeah, we did get a cake in the face in the main event, or the main event segment, I guess. The last yeah. segment of the show. Yeah. Two Saturday night main events in a row. Yeah, and Papa was even there, and yeah. he got to do a poem, so he had a yeah. way better segment than he did previously. Yeah. So, so all in all, so good little, segment. Yeah, yeah, for him at least. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Overall. No. And, and better than the first one, at least. Yeah. So if you have if you have to watch one of those two, I guess watch the second one. <laughs> but don't watch either. Really. Not really. You don't no. really need to. Can't really recommend anything. Let's do the list real quick and get All out right. of here, because I'm done with this show. <laughs> All right, so easy enough. There are five matches on this show. Wrecking in at the bottom of the barrel is the world record at the time match, Uncle Elmer versus Jerry Valiant. All right, next. <laughs> Next up was the last match on the show, Lanny Papo and Tony Gurria versus the Dream Team. Next, Just because it was so short, you yeah, know. Yeah, very short. Uh, another tag match coming in at number three, Andre the Giant and Tony Atlas versus King Kong Bundy and Big John Studd. Yes. Then right above that, Mr. Angry Paul Orndorff versus Roddy Roddy Piper at number two. And the WWF title match, Nikolai Volkov versus Hulk Hogan. First match of the show at number one. Because it was an okay match. Yeah. Hogan's running away with this thing. Not only is he in practically every segment, but I believe two shows in a row for Science Man Event, he is ranked number one. Has he not? Uh, I believe so, yeah. 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 I'm a Hogan fan now. They changed my mind. (laughs) Yeah. Boy, boy, you can see just how much he's in it. Like, I mean, it's wild. No. I mean, I was a a really big Hogan fan at the time. Sure. I had a huge yellow banner in my room for years. There's like 40 other guys on this roster at this point, too. That's that's, that's hilarious. Yeah, but go back and (laughs) watching these shows like this, you can see reasons for why. You know, it makes sense. Yeah. So... I'm not, I'm not a Hogan fan. No, way, just for the right. Right, right, right. <laughs> not anymore. He's a big jerk. No, yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I haven't been a Hogan fan since puberty. You're right. Like right before it. So, but yeah. That all being said, we're gonna go ahead and get the hell out of here. Get over to the next one. Before that, Chris, how can they reach us to comment uh, about? Thank you for sparing me from watching the show, or. Thank you for at least giving me a heads up. How, how can they tell us all that, Chris? They can do that by going to cnjradio.com for the Wrestling House Show website, where you can find this show and all sorts of other good stuff going back, all the way back to 2008-ish, sort of, yeah. All right. And go to the Facebook and the Twitter, our link from there. Message us on Facebook is probably the quickest way to get us. And, of course, as always, visit cnjradio.com for our family of shows and websites including Rock Strikes 10, The Synaptic, and The Last Theater. Sounds all good to me, so we'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye. Don't go messing with a country boy, a country boy, a country boy. Don't go messing with a country boy, don't mess with a country boy. There's always a place in life for love, a place for the lily, A place for the dove. There's always a time in life to care. A time to cuddle. A time to share. Yes, a time and place for everything. 
a place to dance and a time to sing. Now I've seen your dance and I've heard your song and I must tell you that this is wrong. That wrestling is a deadly dance and is no partner to romance. And shame on those who ever did mix wrestling and romance just for these hicks. Ha ha ha! Country boy, country boy.